you're listening to the Social Hub Podcast, a place where we give small brands the skills and know-how to master all their social media, digital and content marketing. I'm your host, Stacey Cranich, mum, champagne drinker and self-confessed karaoke queen. Join me in a journey of real conversations and meaningful messages that will help you grow in your business and life so you can have the most epic version of both. If you have a big vision and are ready to shine, then grab a cuppa or a cocktail and listen in. Welcome to today's installment of The Motherhood Chronicles, which is an episode series I've created where I basically chat with a bunch of mums in business about their business journey, their motherhood journey, and how they juggle the two. Because I know all too well that the image you see on Instagram is not always actually, mostly not ever, the reality of what it's like juggling mum life and business life. And what we need more of in this world is some real stories because ain't no one relating to the Huggies commercial style of family some people are putting on social media. Am I right, sisters? I mean, there are days when you are screaming like a banshee to your kids on the way to sports training while you drive through Maccas to get them some food, knowing all too well that it's just really plastic food and not real food. And then you get mum guilt out of it. And then you have to pick up a phone and smile for your Instagram stories. So what you see isn't always what you're getting and it can paint a very unreal picture of what the reality is like juggling mum life and business life. So what I'm giving you is a BTS of what it's really like by interviewing a bunch of mamas with really diverse and different backgrounds, very different businesses and different family structures. It's actually been one of the most incredible series that I have recorded to date, and I honestly don't want it to end. Let's be honest, balance doesn't exist. And really, the whole point of bringing this series to life was that I know that us mums need more raw and honest conversations out there in the World Wide Web, because we need to feel part of a community. We need to know that we're held, even if we are home working alone most days, and that there's someone at any given time feeling how we could be feeling right now. Plus, there are some bloody good laughs along the way, a few tears, and most of all, just real people doing real shit. So let's get stuck on in. So the first episode in this series, I interviewed Leanne Clune. Now, Leanne is someone who I have known for quite some time, pretty much my entire journey in business in the last few years, but we've never actually worked together. Leanne and I both come from a finance background and Leanne has over 15 years experience running her own finance company. In that time, she's helped hundreds of clients save millions of dollars collectively And you know that I'm an old finance gal. So Leanne and I definitely bonded over our years, you know, kind of living and working in that industry. More recently, we have crossed that river of not working together and are now actually working together on a really special project that's like super dear to my heart and definitely to Leanne's as well. And that is a multi-author book. Now, Leanne's new arm of her business is a publishing company. And I am thrilled to be writing a chapter for Leanne's new book as part of her new arm of her business. Leanne's book focuses on a 
return on investment for the authors and leveraging the book to catapult their businesses. I just loved the way that Leanne positioned how this book could really help not just the audience of people that were going to be reading the book, but help the authors as well to use it as part of their business strategy. You know, her whole focus is on that really whole collective entity, which is it's, it's the readers and the authors. And, and I really loved that about her, that it was such a holistic approach. Leanne is going to tell you more about the book in the episode, so I am not going to divulge any of that. I will let her steal her own thunder there. Leanne is also the co-founder of the soon-to-be-launched Creative Energetic Millionaires Resonating in Abundance. And this is a course that teaches you how to catapult your business by recognizing and releasing the energetic blockages of life moments that are holding the business owner back from their full potential. So that sounds exciting too. Now, she does all of this while being a mum of three boys. And I just love it when I see Leanne doing a live stream and her little kid rides on past on his bike, shouting boy things in the background. It honestly makes my day seeing people do their work in the world with real life literally happening behind them. So all the links to connect with Leanne are on the show notes page for today's episode over at all the W's, the socialhubayu.com forward slash 73. And I'm going to hand it over now to this amazing episode. Welcome Leanne to today's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here on a number of levels. One, because we're actually going to be working together on a super cool project, which you are going to share in this episode today, but also too, you're the first person I've interviewed in the Motherhood Chronicles series. And yeah, I'm really excited to actually record this series with all of my guests and so excited to have you share your journey, which we're just talking about before I hit record with everyone as well. So first of all, I'd love you to introduce yourself and share about your business with all of the listeners today. Thank you so much, Stacey, and I'm so excited to be here today. Actually, I had no idea that I was the first one in this series, so how cool is that? Yeah, I think I'm recording like four episodes this week, so there'll be okay, quite great. a few, but you're the first, first cab off the rank. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm Leanne Clune, and I run Leanne Clune & Co. and Clune & Co. Publishing. I have had 16 years running my own finance company and doing traditional finance broking, financial planning, and what I focused on, Stacey, was really restructuring people's finances and saving them a lot of money. So that's what I focused on for the last 16 years. That's really my passion. And, you know, I've been releasing like 500 a month, 1,000 a month, even more to help my clients increase their cash flow and then they can go on and invest that cash flow, whether it be in their business or whether they want to take their family on a holiday or what have you, you know, it has a big impact on their life. And recently when I, I was actually doing my biography and I thought about it and I realized that I've helped hundreds of clients save millions of dollars collectively over the years. That's so cool. Yeah, so it's really awesome and it's something that comes very naturally to me and I started it actually by helping my husband and I save a heap of money on some debt that we had 20 years ago when we purchased our first business and I wasn't sitting well with me that it was costing us $300 a week, which doesn't sound like a lot now, but it was 20 years ago. 
So I restructured it, mucked around with it, and then I reduced it to $50 a week. <laughs> and I, I just thought, oh, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's just what I do naturally, as I said. And people were saying to me, Leanne, how'd you do that? That's insane. That's so much money. Because that was really a house payment back then, 300 yeah, a week. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But we were paying off like equipment finance for a business yeah. and a, a ute at quite high interest rate and also over a low period of time. So it was really high repayment. And that's what brought me into it. And yeah, so I've, I've realized like it's my total passion and it's gotten, I felt like I've needed to do more and more as time goes on. And uh, last year I actually co-authored a multi-author book which is exciting. Yeah. So that was, I almost said no to it because I got really busy moving house and everything. Life got in the way as it does. And I watched your journey while you were writing that book. And can you imagine now if you'd said no? No, no. Like, you know, obviously you're going to share like, that's right. Yeah. 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 You're so right. I'm so glad that you watched that because it was phenomenal. It changed my whole life. Yeah. So that book was called Wild Woman Rising, Brave Women Who Carved Their Own Path. And it went to Australian bestseller within 24 hours and international that weekend, you know, within 48 hours or so. Amazing. After that happened, every cell in my body said, I also noticed a massive increase in my business. So my business like tripled that quarter. And I attribute that to the book and the exposure that happened with the book lots of people watching and a lot of exposure on social media and that sort of thing and I realized how much if you strategically leverage a multi-author book how much you can increase your business cash flow yeah by exponential marketing Stacey yeah and a lot of a lot of authors say that like they'll and I've had other authors say to me you know, they saw the direct, you were one and I've had a couple of others say they saw the direct increase in their revenue from the book onwards. Yeah. And so every cell in my body decided that I had to add a publishing company to my finance business, which was a really scary thing. (laughs) And I can imagine like 12 months ago, this is not something you thought you'd be doing. (laughs) No, no. It was way outside the box for me and I've always, you know, worked quite traditionally even though I've got my little niche happening within the finance industry. It was still traditional. I'd still generally go and see my clients face-to-face and I knew a few years ago I had to do the transition to more online. Yeah. And that was to for various reasons and even to to free up my time and to yeah. support my family and to be able to do more with my children and everything because it was going and seeing clients was getting really difficult. Yeah. Again, I've been through that journey a few times in my yeah. business. Yeah. And then this allowed me to do it, which is, you know, it's just brilliant. So, yeah, yeah. so I opened the publishing company. <laughs> yeah. So tell us, so, okay, so, and I know like the first time we connected a you know, we've talked a few times about the fact that I'm an old finance girl and, yeah. you know, you can't, you had, you know, your finance business, still have your finance business. Yeah. And we've kind of, when we first met connected, you know, over that and we've talked about, you know, finance industry and that a few times privately as well. And it's 
very different to having a publishing company and (laughs) obviously it was a calling for you to to do this like you felt in in your heart or in your soul that that's just something that you needed to do can you kind of elaborate on you know how you were able to take that leap of faith because a lot of people were saying this just before we hit record was a lot of people are shown signs or given an opportunity to follow a calling but a lot of the time don't do it yeah so what 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 kind of what gave you the permission to do that yeah. in yourself and then share with everyone about the exciting book that you were going to be yeah. releasing yeah <laughs> so Stace, it's interesting because I'm always live my life very led by my intuition and actually the chapter that I wrote in the first book while women rising was about when I didn't follow my intuition and I just got slammed yeah (laughs) and it was like slam get up slam get up slam get up (laughs) I was going against my intuition so I knew when I got that really strong intuition every cell in my body was saying you need to add a publishing company to your to your business you can help your clients you can expand you can you know bring all these women up with you and, and just reach new heights. I knew I had to do it because yeah. I knew what happens when I don't listen. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that, it's <laughs> so, that whole thing of not following your soul, you know, like it yeah. just, it, you're living out of alignment with your entire life when you're not doing that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I just, I, so I said, yes, I'm going to do it. And I was so excited for the first few weeks and then the training started and I was like, <gasps> I don't want to do it. I felt that pushback. <laughs> I don't want to do it. I'm too outside of my comfort zone. There's too much to learn. And of course, I was still running my finance company as yeah. well. So I was still doing the traditional one. And then my brain was pretty much just being totally rewired to do the publishing company and do everything online. And everything was different. Yeah. Everything. I was just not on autopilot. It was actually really, really difficult. And I just had to honor that. Yeah, well, it's like that safety of your lizard brain, right? When you're in autopilot, your lizard brain's like super safe. And (laughs) it's like, like, this is easy. I can just kind of coast through. I'm on autopilot. And then you go, you follow your soul. And then this happens to so many people and those that do listen and then they follow that calling and then you follow it. And then all of a sudden you go, oh dear. There's chaos. There's chaos here. My lizard brain is not happy. Yeah, lizard <laughs> brain is not happy. You're, yeah, you're challenging yourself. But, you know, obviously there's so much growth in that too, which is important. So yeah. much growth. I yeah. am not the person I was six months ago. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, it was amazing. And so I had this period. It was like it was, I was transitioning and I was embodying the publishing company role which after 16 years has been a finance person. It so was, different. Yeah, very different. Yeah. But then very linked at the same time yeah. because I put the, the finance and the cash flow spin on the books. So it's yes. not yeah. never was just about the books for me. Yeah. It took me a few months and I really had a lot of help. I had a lot of help from my friends that give energetic healings and stuff like that and they were just like it was every day, every day yeah. help. So it was intense. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, I'd sorted myself out and then all these authors started coming. So, you know, it, it works with you first yeah. and then they all come. Yeah, totally. 
So tell everyone about the book. <laughs> so um, my book is called Radiance, Visionary Women Igniting the Light in Others. And what I've done is we've gotten uh, 30 women from all around the world who are leaders in their field in business and they are writing a heartfelt story about uh, you know their path to the the top in their field basically and I'm excited to read your chapter Stace because you're one of them (laughs) yes yes no I have shared this Shared it on a couple of my social pages, but not everyone yeah. listening would know. But I'm def- I'm definitely one of the co-authors, and I'm really excited. You know, writing a book has never been on my agenda ever, like mm. ever. And then it was last year. I think if you talk, if you want to talk about following a calling, right? Last mm. year in 2020, I don't know why. You know how like the universe drops. I call them like little feathers, and then mm-hmm. rocks, and it sends you yeah. these messages all the time. And it just book writing kept dropping in constantly. Mm. And I was like, oh, really? Is that really something I'm going to be doing next? Like, am I really going to be writing a book? Yeah. And then I kind of fell in love with the idea and I pulled it out of, you know, dusted off the idea. I was like, okay, I'm comfortable with it now. But I wasn't really sure where it was going to come from. I just trusted the universe that the opportunity would present itself. And, yeah, when I saw you, I think you did a post about it or a live stream. I can't even remember what it was. I was yeah. just like this is it. Like, this is the thing I think I meant to do to get started in writing. Yeah. You just knew. Yeah. So, Mm. and there is a little bit of fear and everything that comes as a Mm. part of doing something completely new, but the growth that comes from it is also extremely appealing to me too. Mm. Cause I like to put myself in positions where I have an opportunity to grow. Yeah. And that's what this will do. So massive growth I was blown away by my personal and business growth from writing a chapter which is basically not much more than a blog really you know a chapter in a book just the whole process of working with that group of women there were meltdowns there were you know that we hit resistance we all helped each other through it and it's all part of it when you go deep and you tell deep stories that you might not have told many people at all all sorts of stuff comes up and so dealing with that catapults you to a different stratosphere yeah once you're past that you know the personal growth is phenomenal massive part of it and the relationship building as well with people from all over the globe yeah no it's gonna be definitely exciting times and I'm absolutely thrilled to be a part of it and obviously see I'm just excited to watch it all happen like yeah. for me it was like oh well I get to kind of watch the whole process from not just mm. the sidelines but being a part of the process to before I, eventually maybe I go on and write my own full book you know yeah whatever, exactly. that, whatever that might look like so it was kind of cool that I get yeah. to do it with other people yeah um, and a lot of women do they this is an easy way to start is to write a chapter with support from other people and learning the process along the way and then a lot of the women do go on and write a solo book from that because they write uh, they end up starting to write the chapter and they have to end up cutting it back yeah yeah yeah. it all comes out (laughs) they realize there's a (laughs) way more to talk about (laughs) yeah yeah they're like hang on we've got to 
cut it back to three and a half thousand words. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's been in business before we start talking about like mum life and then the juggle yeah. of doing the two, what yeah. would you say has been your biggest challenge and your biggest highlight in business? Yeah. So I guess the biggest highlight, I'll start with highlight. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest highlight has been being able to work my own hours, even if that means working until midnight or just all night. Yeah. But being able to be there with my kids and go to the sporting events and, you know, just being able to to do that. But, yeah, a lot of behind the scenes <laughs> goes into that as well. Oh, as 100%. You know. uh, absolutely. <laughs> not like just being present and, you know, it's not like the laptop lifestyle. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's exactly what I was just going to say was it's yeah. like we have the freedom to not work a day or to mm. not work for an afternoon or to work school hours. But we also have the freedom when little, you know, inverted finger commas to yeah. work until midnight also yes. if you have to or choose yeah. to yourself. But that's yes. just part of it. That's part of yeah. having the freedom, isn't it? You know? Yeah. I yeah. didn't want to do I, the the hours, the nine to five, eight to four, whatever, it just did not suit me. I just couldn't see how I could do that after I had my my first son who's turning sixteen next month in a few weeks actually. <laughs> so that was def- that's definitely been the highlight and the challenge I reckon my biggest challenge one of them I've had many challenges definitely had many challenges you know yeah. along the last 16 years probably one of the biggest was finding out I was three months pregnant <laughs> like I'd already had two kids I didn't yeah. even know I was pregnant again three months pregnant when my finance business was absolutely booming and my yeah. other children were at a decent age where, you know, they were eight and ten. So oh, I had a wow. massive gap. Yeah. Same dad. Everyone asked me, yep, same dad. <laughs> young, how old's your youngest now? He's five yeah. now. So, yeah, I, I was just, you know, I told my husband because I, I, was, I was sick for a while, but I did not resonate for me that I was pregnant and I knew with the others straight away. Yeah. I don't know what happened. It's like he just oh. did. <laughs> and as, as any mother knows, it's a like I would say that the challenges and the, how they need you, they still need you a lot as they get yeah, older. It just they changes. Do. Yeah, but the challenges change. But yeah. when they're little, we all know physically they're very demanding because you yeah. gotta, when they're babies, you literally have to carry them everywhere and you have to yeah. literally feed them. Like they can't mm. do stuff for themselves. You've got to change their nappies and yeah. it's very time consuming. Yeah. And also the you physical know? demands on your yeah. own body as well as a totally. woman, you know, like I was so independent. And so, you know, I just kept working and I kept, I had my office. I, ha- I was in Western Australia at the time. I had my office. I had two PAs in the office it was busy it was hectic I had a financial planner coming in I had other brokers and I was overseeing it all and still working you know with clients intensively myself always people in and out always people wanting me my Sunday afternoons would be spent planning how the week's going to go who's going to do what you know as much as I could to going right at six months pregnant deciding okay I've got to change things now I'm going to go back to working from home and 
that was big because I think in society and especially in my field, it's like you get an offer, you kind of made it, you're successful. (laughs) And so I went the other way. And particularly five years ago, that is not how things were done, particularly in finance. It was you come to the office, you do the stuff in the office, right? And, you know, COVID's obviously changed a lot, which has been great. I know even know old banky friends that have, there's jobs now that they can do in even mainstream roles. Yeah, they're working they from home. More from mm-hmm. home, which I think is really cool. COVID's really bought working from home into mainstream, which is great. Yeah. But five years ago when you said you were going to do it, it would have been like, you're going to do what now? <laughs> yeah, like what are you talking about? And yeah. I'd literally, you know, I'd had my office external to the, I still had a home office as well, but I, I I was at that point where I needed to have the office external to the home because it was it's just a real intrusion when especially when you got staff having them in your house yeah. you know like it's too hard and so and then so building all that and then going okay I'm going back home <laughs> people thought I was nuts yeah and I thought, and it was the best thing I did, you know, because I was able to rest in between clients. Yeah. I was able to go to bed and lie down. I needed to do that at that stage. Yeah. So I did that. And and then I, uh, my PA, she had to work from home as well. I said, we've got to go back to how we started. Yeah. <laughs> and who cares, really? Like that was the best thing to do. Yeah, and it we was. could do it. Yeah, but in saying that though, when you're in those sort of industries and the corporate style job, it's, you know, this is the whole modern society thing is that, you know, women, we've been taught to to push all this stuff down and to just keep mm. going and that mm. real masculine, like just, you know, put mm. on your big girl pants and just keep yep. going, you know, and yeah. you can do it all and all that sort of Mm-mm. thing. And it's a... You can't. And we really can't. And mm. it's a brave and courageous act these days to turn around and go, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> I can't yeah. do all that. That's actually not the healthiest thing for me. And it particularly totally in that moment as a, you know, mm. pregnant and expecting mother. Yeah. Um, it was a really courageous thing to, to do that. Yeah. Thanks. And, and that is, like I say, like I have always followed my intuition and that was very strong to do that but it was hard it was a real challenge and I did have to overcome you know some of those limiting beliefs and societal expectations and I just had to deal with that and go you know what this is what's right for me and my family at the moment I had two other sons at home and I'd say like you would have been embracing your inner mama goddess at the time too you know and going no I've got two other children one another baby on the way like Mm -hmm. they've got to be a priority that's right yeah yeah Yeah. and I can still get a lot done from home and rest so it was yeah it was challenging but it was a blessing in disguise so So this kind of leads us into the next part of the chat, which is about mum life. So you've (laughs) shared a little bit about your family, but um, tell us a little bit more about your family and your beautiful children and what your family life looks like. (laughs) So I'm I'm married with three sons. So I'm surrounded by testosterone and boys. (laughs) And teenage boys too. Teenage boys and a five-year-old. So if anyone wonders why I choose to work with women, (laughs) (laughs) this is a big reason, right? (laughs) Because I'm surrounded by guys. 
at home. So yeah, I've got a, he's turning 16 in a couple of weeks and then my other one's turning 14 in a couple of weeks uh, and then a five-year-old. I have, I never understood when I was in my office and over in Western Australia, my two big older boys, they never really got into sport or anything like that. So I didn't realise how easy I had it, right? (laughs) I did not have any idea. And I know some of my friends, they're like, oh, we're going to swimming and then we've got this. And I'm thinking, really? My kids just could not find their thing. They couldn't find it. And we moved to the Gold Coast four and a half years ago. So we transitioned when my eldest was going to go to high school. So we thought, you know, he'd have to change schools anyway. So we might as well move across the country. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to change schools, so let's just move states at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Let's just do it all at once. Yeah. Rip the Band-Aid off. And he said to us, I want to do dance lessons. And he was adamant. He was just laser focused. I want to do dance lessons. He'd never done dance lessons in his life. So we said, oh, yeah. And the school did had a dance studio. So that was, I thought, pretty easy. So he did dance lessons. And then he just started really excelling and, and he had this real gift. So, and then the, then my middle one, he's like, I want to do soccer. And he was just adamant. I want to do soccer. Same sort of attitude. You know, what's going on with these kids? Yeah. <laughs> what's going on with them? I mean, You've got a whole amazing. new lease on life. I can't keep up. <laughs> yeah. And we told them we're moving for more opportunities for, you know, just there's so many more opportunities where we're going. And of course, them being at the ages when we moved them, they were furious at us and they were resisting it for a long time and then they just embraced it and, had, and then we got was, was bubs born at this time yeah so we also had the one-year-old and we we're still up all night and feeding yeah. and yeah. yeah so it was yeah fun <laughs> that's probably another book in itself <laughs> yeah 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 like moving into state with teenagers and let's and let's also not forget the fact that raising very two different age groups is yeah. a challenge like it is at, at any given moment you've got to go from teen mum brain to yeah. five-year-old mum brain and doing yeah. home readers and stuff yeah yeah you know and I always say like I love the fact that I've got two girls and that they're two years apart because mm. it's often even though they're very different personalities very mm. duplicated <laughs> yeah stuff that I'm doing with them Where, yes. whereas friends that I know and other people I know when you've got two different age groups it's like that's a challenge in itself yeah and all my children are very very different so my two boys like what you're saying they're two years apart but they have always been chalk and cheese very different personality so I'd always be doing different things for them but it was easier because of the age gap you know they're more self-sufficient so but yeah so my we got thrown into extreme sport world basically which was a shock to the system and I started thinking, this is what everyone was talking about that I missed out on. Like I dodged so many bullets before they decided to do this. And as a mother we with kids, yeah, as a mother with kid, two girls that do a lot of not, I don't, they're not overbooked, but mm. the activities they do fill up our diary enough. Like yeah. trust me, and if we're able to, I never. If, if we're not, if we're able to let them do something, I will always try to because I'm a big yes. advocate for sport keeps them off a device and it teaches particularly yes. team sports and stuff. It teaches them all that great stuff about working in a team and everything. And 
obviously yeah. individual stuff obviously there's you know a lot of benefits to that as well and like you're absolutely the 16 year old that does dancing yeah so he and he is yeah incredible yeah like, yeah so good yeah, yeah we didn't even know it you know and that's he's only been doing it for four years but that's his gift and he's found his gift yeah. and his yeah. passion and he's so driven that we will have arguments like about I'll say you're not doing acro as well like he's at 30 hours a week outside of school yeah. with dance dance it's is very intense sport like, very intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then the 14 year old's soccer and he's loving it and he's really really good at it as well and you know just like people were commenting and oh you know how long have you been like you know we always look at our kids and go oh they're amazing we're so proud of them and that's a natural thing as a parent and you think they're you know the best at whatever sport they do or whatever but when the other parents come up like the other dance moms come up to me and their jaws are dropping and going he's he's going places he's going I don't know what he's doing, but he's going worldwide or something. He's going to be famous. And I think, yeah, something, it's, mm. that's when you know something's really, like it's gone to that next level yeah. kind of thing. Can I ask you though, like how does, you know, as obviously as a mum who's watched their kids do a lot of sport and stuff and, you know, I often say people always laugh at me and I go, oh, my kids are just average. <laughs> oh, well, mine were. <laughs> they were below average. <laughs> and they, they go, <laughs> And they go, they go, Stacey, you can't say that. And I go, no, 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 I'm just realistic about their talents. Like, yes. they are really good at certain things, but yes. sport, they're, they're, in the, they're probably in the second half of being good at their sports, yeah. but they're certainly not like 100% yeah. the best. Like, Ella's yeah. in a rep, rep touch team right now. It's the first yeah. time she's ever gotten to any sort of rep team or anything. And, you know, because... I've tried to be realistic with them, right? Because not yeah. everyone can be the best on the team. Like there's always one that's best that's right. on the team, but you've got a place to fill and that's okay. And, you know, exactly. I also don't want to put all that pressure on them and also the pressure on myself as well. Yeah. Because yeah. let's be honest, I've been pretty happy they haven't been in any rep teams or gone to state for anything because all the extra yeah. pressure on me. When yeah. you have other people saying that to you, yeah, like what's your reaction well, it started with actually Besides when pride, we, was there a bit of pressure you felt as well? Oh, there's pressure. There's a yeah. lot of pressure, Stacey. There's a lot of pressure. I mm. had no idea, especially because, you know, you're saying yours average. Mine were really below average, I'm telling you. Like they would not get into anything. They'd start something and then they would quit. <laughs> they were terrible. And I'd think, oh, these other kids are doing sport. Mine just won't even go more than a season at anything. <laughs> Yeah, and then you and then you're like, do I do I keep making them go and and try and build and up I this never, resilience? We never or pushed it. We never you, pushed it. But that's you know? a hard thing. And then a lot we of didn't know if push. it was our fault. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know if we weren't pushing hard enough and we were just letting them do this. I, I'm looking back. I'm glad we didn't push yeah. because that wasn't their thing. They yeah, hadn't found totally. their thing, so we let them kind of get away with it because they weren't they weren't passionate about it. So yeah. I just I didn't feel right pushing them into something that they didn't really want to do. Yeah. But now they're very much, both of them are very self-propelled. And, you know, I know like people will come up to me after my son dances and, they, and they're strangers and they're crying. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he'll come up to me. And they're crying and they're saying to me, don't ever let him stop dancing. He's phenomenal. And, I, and then Bailey will say to me, who was that? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, and same sort of thing is happening with Aiden with the soccer, but it's not, they're not crying because soccer is yeah. different. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah, <laughs> physical versus creative and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. But I think it's but, interesting because it, you, you, you can be so proud of them in one breath and in the exact same breath be like, oh, there's a lot of pressure on me now to like fill all these needs and pay for all this stuff and make sure that you get to all these places and for you to kick up a certain amount of energy as well and then that's where a lot of mum guilt sets in with mum. That's what people never talk about you know and I'm a huge advocate for that now because I've been thrown into it from one extreme to the other with my two older boys yeah and it's it is a lot of pressure and I can't I, I can't hold them back. I'll always, you know, encourage them to go for it. However, you know, it's like it's a huge juggle. And, you know, today the eldest one, he's dancing. He's doing a paid gig today. Wow. His first, well, he did his first one yesterday. He's at Twin Town in Tweed and he's getting paid. And he's dancing with three other girls from his dance studio. They're all getting paid. and. They, they're dancing in front of, like, a, the older people crowd. It's a thing called Tivoli. I don't know if you've ever heard oh, of yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. And and the ladies, the the crowd, they actually ask for their signature after they dance. It's Aww, so gorgeous. So they sign things for them. And it's almost like they're getting a taste of, yeah. you know, professional the professional world. But it is a lot of pressure because then he has to be down there and then he's going to be picked up and but he's still got dance tonight and honestly I I never knew how much pressure I, I feel really like do I go to soccer or do I go to dance or do yep. I make him get a lift to dance or you know just try or can I take key into the beach today or oh it's just yeah. it is really overwhelming at times yeah you feel like you you're torn between all of your kids and they all—they're all special to you. Yeah, yeah, yes. and the and the business and everything. So it's a yes. much, very much a juggling act. And I actually sat down just a couple of weeks ago, and I went right. I've got to outsource more things, and that's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah, yeah. So and does the little one do any sport? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. But that's that's fine. Like you I've know. actually had to go. You know what? capacity yeah he's only five exactly exactly and he's still tired like he's only just started prep so he does he watches the boys he's very active but he doesn't do any lessons or any structured sport at the moment it's quite honestly we just haven't got the capacity for that yet yep and he doesn't I don't think he needs to do it yet you know and that's okay. There is opportunities think, at school and stuff outside of school, which might be easier as well. Totally. I, mm. I see so many parents with these little kids getting traipsed around to 500 different activities all the yeah. time. And it's like, you know, they don't really have to do all of that. No. There's so much pressure well, they on don't. them and My on kids you. are a total example of that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They saved themselves. They saved all yeah. their energy. <laughs> yeah, for when yeah, for when they were older and found their real passion. I think that's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. In terms of parent, like like in the job of being a mum, what would you say has been your biggest challenge, and what's been like the thing you've loved the most, or the 
thing you've learned the most from from that job yeah again so, could be a whole other book <laughs> yeah oh totally <laughs> yeah and being a mum I like I love being a mum you know and I love I just love these kids I just I'm so proud of them and I love the wind picking up hopefully everyone can still hear us all right yeah no no all good <laughs> oh I'm just getting blasted all of a sudden but I love I love it even though it has its challenges I love the chaos and that there's I never feel lonely ever yeah yeah I can appreciate that <laughs> and so the best thing is just watching watching these three souls evolve into their own little people with their own skill set and really nourishing them and helping them to do that yeah you know I love that you know it's so amazing and I think that's the insight that comes from a mother with older children though I think that when yeah. you've got little children and it's only little kids it's hard to see the foresight of mm. what they're going to be like when they're older and I've yep. only noticed it's really for me been in the last couple of years that I've been kind of going oh my god like watching these kids grow up into real people yes is the biggest joy but yes. I couldn't see the forest for the trees when they were two and four. It was just no, like, because you're oh, in my it. God, yeah. do I have to make you more food right now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and logistically the challenges of, yeah, like you say, just the food consumption of our house is... is Particularly with boys. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Boys that do hours and hours and hours and hours of sports. Yeah. Oh. So just keeping up with that is crazy and, you know, all the stuff I was saying before, like the, the driving to yeah. all the sports and the, the time commitment, like we always encourage them, but it is, it is actually really hard to juggle that and then try and take some time out for yourself. That's, yes. that's difficult. But I found that having a big gap with the kids has actually been so amazing as well because I really slowed down when I had the last one and I really see him like I was so stuck in it when I had the two older boys yeah I was I was really in hyperdrive I reckon when I had yeah. them because I was still building my business like it wasn't where I wanted it to be like I was still you know hustle hustle and but with the last one he made me that made me slow down yeah. and I'm just watching him going you're amazing you know, and I think that of all kids, they are, they're amazing how they express themselves and how they will take so long to go for a little walk. They find a blade of grass and it's so fascinating. They're so present. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and they teach us that. That's how we should be. Yeah. So I found that amazing with having the, and he has taught the older ones to slow down. Yeah. Because if they don't, they don't he, if we don't slow down, he makes us slow down. Yeah. Whether he's chucking a tantrum or whatever, <laughs> he does. <laughs> and it's a gift. Yeah. It is. Because all we've got is the moment, you know, and I know everyone says it, but the kids really teach us that. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. And I think as your kids get older, you realise that those, how precious those moments are. Like oh. when my girls were little, and I was working full time. Oh. I was a single mom even at one point. And I remember, oh. you know, just just those like 
oh my God, life is so busy. I'm constantly exhausted. I'm running yes. around. Luckily they were good sleepers. <laughs> Lucky, yeah. But it was still, it was busy, you know. Oh, and yeah, I remember happy. I had people say to me, oh, enjoy it, Stace. It doesn't last long enough. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, like I used to honestly listen to that and go, dude, just be quiet. Like I did too. I don't, too. Want, I don't <laughs> want to hear it. I just no. want them to be old enough to do shit for themselves and get into the bath on their own. Like, yeah. please stop telling me it goes so quickly. And in the yeah. last two years, I've been the one now turning around going, I enjoy it. They're only little for so long and <laughs> yeah. sprouting all the same stuff. And I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, I've turned into one of those people. But yeah, it's because as they get older, you you realise that you only have them for a short period of time. Yeah. And, you That's know, Ella's it. turning 13 this year and I'm like, mm. Five years feels like nothing. The years go so quickly before they she's do. officially an adult. And, yeah. yeah, you start to, oh, you know, like, you know, we don't, yeah. both the kids know that Santa isn't real now and all that stuff. And it's yeah. like you start to, you move out of that really young phase. And, yeah. yeah, and then you start to go, all these moments are really precious. <laughs> they really are. And I think that's, yeah, like we brought all that because might have moved out of all that phase as well. And then it all came back in when I had yeah. the other one. So that was exciting for all of us because it was back. Yeah. You know, and they got to experience it. Again, through <laughs> so, his eyes, you yeah. know, so it was awesome. But, yeah, so my eldest, I mean, he's getting his L's in a few weeks and um, I just can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so it does. It does go fast and you can't see it when you're in it because it is no. hectic. It's you very can't. hectic. So it's just, it's time, it's only time mm. that shows it to you, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. What, how then, how do you juggle? Like, I know you started mentioning it before. You said one of the things you started doing is outsourcing yeah. more. So, yeah. you know, what are the things that you do that help you juggle? And I'm not ever yeah. going to say balance because, like <laughs> I said before we hit record, <laughs> I think most of the time, every day, we're all just winging it. Like yeah. if anyone is sitting there looking at our Instagram feed going, she's got this figured out and she's got the perfect family and no. it's awesome <laughs> and this and that and the other. It is just an Instagram feed. It's mm. All us mums in business are just honestly most days freaking winging it. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you juggle it? And, and like, I guess what works for you? Yeah, so... I'm very lucky in a lot of ways that myself and my husband are both self-employed. My husband does so much with the boys and there is no way that I would have taken on this publishing company without knowing that he can step up and do more, you know, because that I just, I know that I can't do all that myself. So that's a huge one. And I know that a lot of women in business, they have a husband that works full time and they're working yeah. around that. And I used to I'm do one of that. Them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's so difficult because but I can actually say if I've got a massive week, whatever, I can say to my husband, look, yeah, you can't work this week. <laughs> and, and so, sorry. I love that. You Fair can't enough. work this week. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. It's all about <laughs> no me. This work, week. No work for you this week, love. <laughs> but that is and so that's a that's a massive reason of how I've been able to just keep yeah. going through the chaos yeah and uh he does a lot of the sport runs and everything as well it's obviously a testament to your relationship though that you both do blend that together quite yeah. well because yeah. you know I think 
whether you've got someone, a partner that works out of the home or whether they work at home or have their own business as well, sometimes there can still be that push and pull with a husband and wife about oh, yeah. time is more important. So obviously you yeah. guys work really well together as a family yeah. unit, you know, as, yeah. to make yeah. that happen. Yeah, so that's probably my biggest one. But And then it's the outsourcing. So I, you know, it came to me because things have gone next level even with this book and the publishing company now as well so I'm like okay what am I I've gone through strategically which is how I kind of work and process things and where are my biggest time leaks doing mum love that yes yeah and do you know what it is it it's food prep and all the dishes and everything associated with that it's huge that's huge. I'm sitting here laughing because I often I say at least once a week what like why do I have to keep feeding you? Like, I'm like, after 30, nearly 13 years of being a parent, I am sick of making food. Yes. Oh, and it's not just the making, it's all the mess and everything. And clean, oh, yeah. You know, it's just relentless. Preaching it's to relentless. the converted here, sister. Yeah. I am hearing you there. And you got boys, so it would be way more for you. Than it really is. And, and even shopping and getting the food. So it's the whole production line of food and food prep. So I've decided that I'm going to outsource some food product. Like you can, you know, there's people that my friends have got and they just cook up a whole batch of meals and they put it in the fridge. Love it. I'm like, you know what, I just have to do it. That's going to save me so many hours a week. And that's because there's not, there's one day where we can all sit around the table and eat together and that's generally a Sunday. That's it. It's so hectic and busy. We've got Aiden at soccer, Bay at dance. The little one, he eats early after school because he's hungry and tired when he gets Mm. home. He's still adjusting to five days a week. So I'm like, and also, you know, they don't like the same food. (laughs) Even with two, I have this problem. So I can only imagine with three and different age groups. Yeah. 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 One doesn't so, like capsicum, one doesn't oh, like corn, one doesn't like this, don't have my food touching. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny, it's funny <laughs> as a mum, the mums definitely do this better than the dads, but the mums, I find the mums know exactly what each kid wants. Oh, yeah. So when I'm making dinner, I know exactly what to put on each child's plate mm. and how far apart each bit of food needs to be and who <laughs> likes peas and who doesn't how like this, <laughs> all that stuff. Like, But we know yeah. it, right, because we know yeah. our kids so well. So it just becomes like, this thing that we just magically do yes but then when autopilot when the dad's making dinner it all goes on and it's like I don't like that and then then he's like well when I was a kid you got what you got and you didn't get upset you ate your dinner and rah 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 and I'm just like oh no here we go yeah it ain't gonna work this ain't gonna work yeah so I'm got so the food prep is the next thing on my list and just even if it it frees up three nights a week you know that's huge so and I think um, that the lesson in where are my time leaks like I love that statement is where are my time leaks for you it was food prep for someone else Mm. it might be something else but Mm. where are you leaking time yeah you could save yeah outsourcing a task and in business we often think of outsourcing as outsourcing business tasks but often Mm. outsourcing home tasks yes actually way better value for money yes the 70 dollars i spend on my cleaner means that i could make hundreds of dollars in those that's right yes and just the sanity as well yeah and 
So it can be way better value for money and also just better for our soul. A lot of us actually love to work in our business. So yeah. having the time to have the freedom to do that more mm. and also or, or spend more time with the kids is really valuable. Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, just thinking of what to make for tea and everything. It takes up your thinking space. And oh, when yeah. I say time leaks, I also mean like the real like time leaks but also the ones that are real huge energetic leaks so some like some mums may love the cooking even though it's time intensive and that's okay because it's it's just an example it's an example of a task yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. but it's like I thought of the ones that are very time intensive and that really drain me yeah and drain my energy and the other one is the the driving I I just I don't know how many k's I do a week but it's way too many and so I said to my son three nights a week you're gonna have to get picked up by I'm gonna get an uber for you I just can't cope this is not sustainable for me he's got another year until he gets his license I need to support him with his dance because that will be his professional career but I can't I can't keep doing it I'm feeling I'm really feeling it you know And so he was fine with that. He was yeah. totally fine. It was me holding me back. It's ridiculous, oh, really. And how often is that the case? As you sit yeah. here as a mum and you go, I really can't keep juggling all these balls right now no. and I need to outsource something or maybe get a child picked up for this or not stay yeah. when they're doing netball training and go and do the groceries at that time or something or use mm. my time more effectively. And you feel guilty because you think that you watching. have to be there to do yeah. every single thing with them. But That's actually, right. most of the time they're fine. Oh, they're totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. They don't care. So I can't watch him dance or anything like that. He's doing four and a half hours a night. I can't. Yeah. We're not allowed to watch, so yeah. that's not an issue, but it's the dropping off and the picking up and the driving that's the issue. But, yeah, that's – and he was fine. He's like, oh, well, get an Uber or whatever. That's cool. And I know you'll be safe. Yeah. You know, so – so, yeah, those two things and definitely I outsource with the business as well a yeah. lot. But yeah, like you say, the home, mm. I need the home stuff outsourced because well, the business outsourcing, it's not enough at the moment. Particularly with all the like, and I know this too because I've got kids going to training and the girls do mm. all in winter. They've both got training sessions for that. Marley does dance one afternoon. Ella's now yep. the touch team and they do touch in summer. Mm. That's about as much as I can handle. You know, and I know it's like, okay, so-and-so's got to be at training, so I've got to stop what I'm doing now. And, yes. And so that it's constant that. stop and start when you're yes. on a roll is really difficult too. And we That's don't give right. us, we don't give like how much time that sucks from us. We don't give mm. that enough credit, enough credit sometimes I don't think too, is that stop and start that we mm-hmm. do as mums in business where, yeah, you know, and this is definitely yeah, it could be is, in a great flow yeah and then boom it's time to pick this one up it's definitely something and that when goes. you work in a secular role or our husbands who or partners not necessarily husband male partner mm. could be another partner works outside the home and they don't have to do that all the time they don't really mm. understand how that feels yeah. yeah yeah it's very draining actually yeah so yeah so definitely my tips is just to feel into it'll be different for everyone, but just yeah, to feel no, into that. what's really draining you, what tasks, and see how you can outsource it. And give yourself permission to outsource it. You're not. Yep. No one gets a medal for doing everything. Mm-mm. You just end up in burnout. Yeah, that's right. And you yeah. don't get a medal for being burnout either. Totally don't. <laughs> at no. All. 
No, you oh, don't. It's been so great having you on the podcast today. Love talking to you. I could talk for, for lots longer, but we, we need to wrap the episode <laughs> up at some point. So as we're finishing up, can you tell everyone, obviously all the links to connect with you will be on the show notes page for today's episode, which I mentioned in the intro, but yeah. where can people find you online? So the best probably my website, which is pretty easy to remember. It's www.leanneclune.com.au. <laughs> and yeah, my Facebook is Leanne Clune and Co. So yeah, probably them as a starting point would be yes. the easiest. Yeah. Cool. And all the other links to connect online will be there on the yeah. show notes page. So thank Great. you so much for being here today and sharing Thanks, all of this. I, I'm really excited about this series. I think it's just conversations with great women about how they do all the things and lots of permission there for other mums to know that they're a not alone and b you know can can find ways to juggle it and make their life easier too yeah it's it's awesome what you're doing I really I really love what you're doing we need to put the spotlight on this because a lot of mums are we're doing it tough and we need to just bring it out in the light and help each other so many women are just headed for complete burnout mm. and not only that are living with a lot of or racked or living with so much mum guilt yeah you know and it it's just, a lot of it's, un- it's unnecessary because mm. we can't be everywhere no nope. we can't do everything and we shouldn't for some reason we're expected that we have to and I don't even know why that is it's just what stuff that society know where us. it's come yeah from. it's yeah. just yeah all that all the stories that have happened over the years but thank you so much Leanne and um, thank you yeah obviously everyone you'll hear more from Leanne and I as the book continues to evolve thanks so much Dave thanks for listening to the social hub podcast you can find the show notes for today's episode over at all the w's the social hub forward slash podcast And if you want to join me in my community and continue the conversation, jump over to Facebook and join the Social Media 101 Facebook group. Until then, stay classy.